I'm going to be in the book of Matthew. If you will open your Bibles, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. This morning, by you or near you doesn't have a copy of the Word of God. Uh, share with them, if you will, please. Uh, for this reason, I want everything that I four verses in Matthew chapter 8. This is almost the kind of sermon, or I hope it is, uh, that if you don't have that scripture in front of you, you'll almost be lost. Uh, I'm not talking about going where we're going next and next. Matthew chapter 8. And in just a moment, I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. Just four verses. Matthew, will y'all stand when you read scripture? We, we, we might do that, but not yet. But before I read those four verses, uh, let me tell you, it's going to tell us about a miracle that the Lord Jesus performed. Uh, I, I use that word, he performed a miracle, but it's not a performance, right. not a show right. kind right. of a yeah. performance. A, a miracle our Lord worked, yeah. and then I'm, uh, but a, a miracle that our Lord enacted, that He, that He brought to pass. And then tonight, in the service, unless the Lord leads differently, of our Lord's, and tomorrow night. Tuesday night, a fourth miracle of Jesus. Anybody want to guess on Wednesday night? <laughs> no. We're going to look at five miracles. Yeah. You know the world doesn't believe that anymore. Science today has become God to many. You're right. And and science is responsible for a lot of things that we enjoy. I, the Bible a lie. I'm going with the Bible. How about yeah. Yeah. And uh, science says miracles can't happen. That things occur in the natural world and nobody's big enough. Amen. He's big enough. Amen. And uh, we will look at Oh, I need to tell you this. In Matthew chapter 8 and 9, no other gospel writer does this. Mark, Luke, 10 miracles of our Lord. He collects, he puts them together. 10 miracles of our Lord. He puts them all together. He is a collector of the, there are other miracles in Matthew. But for some reason, these 10 belong together. I, I can't preach all ten, but the Lord's laid five. And I'm not even positive yet which five this week knowing more than we've ever known. Not only that he's God, that he's a powerful God. Amen. An almighty God. Amen. And I'm figuring this. I believe he's the same God right now as he was 2,000 years ago. Miracles. No doubt Jesus did work these miracles, but uh, 
He's still able to answer prayer today. He's still able to do great and mighty things today. Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith this week. Y'all ready to get started? It ain't going to end until it gets started, folks. Chapter 8, verse 1. Matthew 8, verse 1. Now, if you'd like to stand, I'll read you these verses. Of course. Great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper. Notice that word. There came a leper and worshipped him. Thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand what did Jesus do? He put forth his hand and did what? Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy, say amen if you believe it, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And that, preacher, really, that's the miracle. Three verse miracle. But look at verse four. Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priest. We'll have to talk about that. Why does the Lord that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them? You may be seated. Thank you for standing as I read that miracle. Amen. Holy Ghost wrote the whole Bible. Right. And Matthew's going to gather ten miracles. I'm amazed at the miracle he puts as number one. Yeah. Of his ten miracles possible, right. a leper, yeah. and puts him at the head of the list. Amen. I, I like it when God saves good people and he does save good people. Yeah. We're all sinners anyway right. before we get saved. Hard cases. Right. Yeah. But reckon God can save an old drunkard. Amen. An old dope addict. Right. I, I'm going to say this and I know you're going to agree. God can save anybody who comes in faith. Believe me. Matthew starts with a leper. You know what they call dead men? They only had a little while to live. Uh, that disease is, our, our word terminal, seldom, seldom, seldom would a leper ever get better. And, and uh, Matthew starts with the... I'm glad I can say this. Y'all help me if you agree. Nothing's too hard for our Nobody's too bad off. Verse, verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain. What's he been doing on the mountain? Oh boy. Matthew 8 and 9. Ten miracles. Everybody knows the term. The Sermon on the Mount. He's been up on the mountain preaching. I would call it the greatest sermon ever preached myself. Our heart scatters it. 
So does Luke. John really doesn't even mention it. Uh, uh, but Matthew, again, the collector of the mountain. So he's been on the mountain, and our verse, verse 1, just said he came down from the mountain. i got to show you something. He didn't heal anybody on the mountain. There weren't any sick folks on the mountain. Jesus had to come off the mountain down to the valley to be able to help somebody. Y'all are Christians. You've got a good background. I can tell that right. And we all know what it means to say I'm in the, I'm in the valley. With Jesus. Oh, I think it's true of us. We'll help a lot more people. We'll be of benefit to a lot more people in the valleys. I don't think I'm wording that like I really want to. When you're going through that tragedy, that problem, you young folks don't get how tragedies and problems for the most part. But a lot of us do. And when I'm going helping me, then why am I having to, that other preacher, he didn't have to suffer this. Why am I going through this? Almost every time when I'm in that low place, if I look around, oh boy, if I look around, I need an amen. There's somebody I can help. There's somebody I can As soon as he got down, there's a leper that needs to be cleansed. Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17. Mount. That's where Jesus glows as bright as the noonday sun. No miracles there other than his church. It's David possessed. And Jesus, only Jesus, the other disciples couldn't cast the demon out of him. Thank God for the mountaintops. Thank God when we shout it out. Thank God when everything's going well. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's a difficult situation if we'll open our eyes and look around. Yeah. Probably somebody we can help. Right. Somebody yeah. we can right. point toward our Lord. Verse 1, back to verse 1. Right. When he came down from the mountain, watch, great multitudes followed. Now I'm going to say this and, and just watch it. I believe in reading the Gospels. I need one amen here. That Jesus had a magnetic personality. There's something about Jesus that draws men and women. I'd be lifted up. I think he's talking about the cross. I will draw. I will draw all men unto me. A.C. Dixon pastored in London for years. It's in book four. Now, my favorite chapter, the magnetism of the cross. I'm glad somebody told me I was a sinner one day. I'm glad somebody told me I was on my way to hell. I'm glad somebody pointed me to Jesus. And I'm glad the whole multitudes are following our Lord. Anybody believe he's a lovely Savior today? Multitudes following our Lord. But but look at verse 2. And behold, that word behold, in Matthew chapters 8 and 9, 10 miracles, in Matthew chapters 8 and 9, Matthew uses that word behold, get this, 
11. Behold is a Greek verb spelled I-D-O-U, I do. And this is what it means. Look. Look. This is what it means. Don't miss it. Something powerfully important is about to occur. Right. I don't want to miss what's coming up. That's right. Behold. That's the way it's translated here. Behold. There came a leper and worshipped Jesus. Y'all help me. Here's Jesus. He's just come down from the mountain. And what? And a leper came. Came to Jesus. Now I'm going to go on record. If the Bible says it in my book, it's the truth. Amen. But this is hard to explain. Said he can't approach anybody else. The rabbi said, ain't no leper going to get within six feet of me. When they got leprosy, they were banished from their hometown, from their, from their families. Uh, they had to put a rag around their face. They ever got anywhere near it. And I read right here, this leper just marched right up and came to Jesus. First amazing thing right there, the disciples let it happen. You're going to kill us all, but they let it happen. He just came to the Lord Jesus. You know, thinking about that sort of makes me wonder. Leper. A leper. And, and, and the beautiful thing about it, he comes to Jesus and Jesus doesn't push him away. Yeah. Jesus doesn't say, you know the law, Moses, you get out of here. No. He came to the Lord Jesus. Here's what I'm saying. Hope for me. Yeah. And I think there's hope for you. Yeah. He came. He came to the Lord Jesus. Something else in verse 2. Uh, 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 there came a oh, leper. That word leper, it, it's a, obviously it's a Greek noun. It's in the New Testament. What happens when you get leprosy? Your skin breaks out in whelps. They can't get infected at first. Then they turn hard and get scaly. They itch. Real bad. And nerve endings in that part of your body. For long, it spreads all over your body. Leprosy. Luke chapter 5 records this miracle. And Dr. Luke says he was full of leprosy. Full. This is a bad case. And, uh, and uh, here he comes. What the leper did. Somebody give me that ED verb right there. What did the leper do? Worship. More of you tell me. What did he do? Worship. He worshipped the Lord. Yeah. Oh, that's got me wondering. He worshipped the Lord. Wide range of meaning. We have English words. Wide ranges of meaning. I'll show you. I love my Savior. I love my wife. And I love hot dogs. <laughs> Save your love for hot dogs. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a bad idea for your love for your Savior to be greater than even your love for your wife. But we use one word, say word. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when he said it worship, 
Worship can mean something as simple as get, but worship also can mean, oh boy, worship also can mean to adore. To adore. To reverence. Somebody say amen. To acknowledge as God. He may have been worshiping to that depth. He got to Jesus. He was not repudiated. And he fell down and worshiped him. Y'all okay? A miracle our Lord performed. Uh, He worshiped, we're in verse 2 now, saying, we know the Holy Ghost recorded it, but here's how we know what he said. Matthew was there. It's written by a disciple. He's with him. I heard him. He said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst, that means thou can, make me your words. Notice what he called Jesus. Look at verse 2. Somebody tell me what he called Jesus. Tell me again. He called me Lord. You're going to agree with me. Jesus is Lord. Respected one. And it could also mean Lord. As in the sense of Lord Jesus Christ. He called him Lord. I think Paul wrote this. No man can call him Lord. Saved by the Spirit of God. He'll help. This man's fixing to get some spiritual help. Often they go hand in hand. He said, Lord, if thou wilt. I've got to give you that word. Fellow. T-H-E. Fellow. It is the verb that expresses desire. This is exactly what he's saying. Lord, if you want to, you can make me well. If it pleases you, you can cleanse this leper. Technically, this man didn't beg Jesus to heal him. This is all he said. Lord, if you will. If you want to. If it would put a smile on your face. If it would be the desire of your heart. If you will. No doubt my knee was it clean, well, or whole. Thou canst make me clean. Let me talk about that word canst. Listen to it. Dunami. It's a Greek verb. Dunami. It means you've got the power. You've got the strength to make. It's dunamis. Get this. And that Greek noun, dunamis, gives us the English word, somebody smile at me, dynamite. Dunamis, dynamite. He said, Jesus, you've got the dynamite power. If you want to, you can make me Lord if you want to. Oh, boy. Aren't you glad Jesus wanted to? Aren't you glad he wanted to save you? Sure am glad he wanted to save me. In fact, I'll go out on another limb. I don't believe God. Lord, if you will, you got the dynamite thou canst make me clean. And he talked about his leprosy. You can cause the leprosy to be clean. But but the word there for clean really is the word ladies when they got a Brillo pad or an SOS pad and they're scrubbing it. It's literal. You can make me whole. 
That's about the best way I've ever heard of asking the Lord to do something. Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. Now, what do y'all think? And Jesus put forth his hand. Put that verb put forth, listen to it. Ectino. What in the world does it mean? Jesus stretched out his hand. Would anybody let me say this? The day he saved me, he stretched out that great, big, long, loving, omnipotent hand of his, and he saved my soul. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Jesus put forth his hand. Oh, oh, hand. You have to talk about that just for a minute. Here's the word for hand, and I'm going to use it for a reason. Chire, spelled C-H-E-I-R. It's a great chire. He reached out his hand. Uh, but that word chire, that word hand, in Greek, it gives us an English word. It, it may not be apparent at first. Gives us the English word chasm. Chasm. The world's a chasm. I'll tell you what a chasm is. It's a great big hole in the ground. Great big pit, if you will. The Lord reached out his hand to the leper. I'm going to say something. A chasm. A chasm. Isaiah 40. Describing God poetically, says He scooped out the oceans with the palm of His chasm. That's a pretty big chasm right there. Atlantic, Caribbean, nothing to it. Big hands, and that's the God who's got a hold of you with His big hands. Will I get an amen? And He'll never let you go. He can pour out on you and on me and has done so. He, he says, Jesus put forth his hand. Now watch this. And touched him. Touched him. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not touch. From the book of Leviticus, if you touch a leper, you yourself have become unclean. You yourself will have to go through rituals to be cleansed enough to ever go back to the temple where you don't touch. Jesus did. Well, I guess that means Jesus is soul. Jesus is dirty. Jesus is unclean. I think I can handle that one. Jesus can touch anything he wants to and he will never be unclean. If I touch something Filthy, I'm unclean, but not the Lord of life, not the Son of God. It don't work that way. Uncleanness uh, 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 defiles Him. Here's the way it works. His holiness, His purity, His righteousness will eat up that unclean. He is a forgiveness. You know what I'm wondering, brother? How long has it been since anybody touched this land? When the priest pronounced him unclean, 
Priests were sort of like doctors also in that day. The minute he began to itch in that chapter, how to diagnose leprosy in Leviticus. And if he's got it, the priest would say, that's him. You're banished. Can't even go back home. Can't go hug your wife. Can't kiss it. Get out of town. Get out of town. It is that deadly touched him. Probably the most famous healing of a leper in the Bible is a leper named Naaman. The preacher's name was Elisha. Remember, go dip yourself in the Jordan Self at Elisha's tent. Elisha didn't even go out of the tent. He sent word go to the river. He wasn't about to touch it. When Miriam, Moses' sister, she got to griping and grumbling at her brother and God gave her leprosy. You don't touch lepers. Now somebody smile or say amen. You don't touch lepers unless you're Jesus. Amen. You say, I'm so bad off, nobody leave and touch me. They won't even try to help i got good news. Jesus will. I'm trying to hurry with my verses, but I've got to show Listen to it. The Greek there is hap to me. Hap to me. H-A-P-T-O-M-A-I. What does hap to me mean? Touch. I mean, there it is. But it means more than just touch. And it's fastened on to. Oh, y'all watch. Jesus didn't do this to the lepers. Yeah. He reached out. He touched him. He laid his hands on him. Right. He fastened him. You know what I think happened when I got saved? I believe he reached down that mighty chasm of a hand. I believe he touched me. I believe he grabbed on to me. I believe he fastened on to me. And I don't believe he's ever let go. Hadn't been hugged in probably years. Nobody's afraid to, to reach out and touch it. And yet that's exactly what our Lord did. Let, let's see. Verse 3. Oh, oh I've got to show you this. Jesus reached. Jesus hadn't spoken to the man yet. Reached out and touched him. Loved him a little bit. Hung on to him. Then he said, I will. You said if I would, I will. It's Stella again. I will. I will. I dare to. Uh, middle of verse 3. Be the. What would you think about a man who can say it and it'll happen? Amen. He can say it. Well, I get an amen and a miracle will occur. Yeah, yeah. I will. Be thou clean. See, a picture. Not that you don't know that a picture of sin. Right. And here's a Savior who with one touch, with one word, responding to a man's faith can need an amen. Wash all our sin away. And then Matthew adds at the end of verse 3. Now y'all watch me. And eventually his leprosy was cleansed. I see a bunch of heads shaking like crazy. And by and by, immediately, 
his leprosy was cleansed. Yeah. Uh, see if y'all agree with me. It don't take Jesus long to do something. Let there be light. And, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. He's made well. I'd love to have seen it happen. That skin cleared up instantly. Sores are gone, scales are gone, they're contagious. Oh boy. Immediately. He was, but does anybody agree with this? I think you get saved just that quick, too. Instant we believe. He saves our souls. My devil's <laughs> I'd have put it last. I mean, he's way down my line. Uh, Matthew said, uh-uh, that was going first with me. I think Jesus specializes in the hard cases. <laughs> now, preacher, I've been preaching 36 minutes. I hoped you would. <laughs> means he ain't through yet. We can't leave out verse 4. I'll cover it quickly. And Jesus said unto him, Jesus hadn't said much yet, I will be thy friend. But the Lord's got so many words to say to us. I will be thy saved. But after he saved me, he's been talking to me ever since. He's been telling me what to do. Been telling me how to live, where to go. And that's what he's doing here. It brought no man. Now that's hard right there. Preacher is going to stand up and explain that to us anymore. <laughs> or a Sunday school teacher. What do you mean? Don't tell nobody about this. I thought the whole essence was the God. Jesus is hauled on the Don't you tell nobody. Wow. It could be don't you tell nobody till you've gone to the priest and shown him and after you've done that you tell this. You keep your mouth shut. About at this stage of Jesus' life I'm trying to explain it quickly y'all. Listen fast. Every miracle he worked more people would fall in love with him. They're already planning to kill him. Crucified. And Jesus wants to time this second. How many of you believe he was born right on time? He was. In the fullness of time, God set forth his son. How many of you believe he's going to die right on time? In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I wouldn't be surprised he's coming again right on time. Jesus knows every miracle stirs up hatred. Yeah. He don't want them to arrest him until it's the right time. Don't tell anybody. But there's one person you got to tell. No, he didn't say you got to tell him. You got to show him. Yeah. Some of y'all noticed that, didn't yeah. you? Go and uh, show thyself to the priest. There was a priest on duty the day this man was pronounced unclean. Yeah. 
you know what I'd like to think? I'd like to think it was his turn to serve again. The day he got made political. I told him to stay out of town in the post where he got. And he said, look, look, see if I get an amen here. It makes a difference when Jesus touches you. They look. They can see him. Go show yourself to the was, Who did this? How'd this happen? We can all answer that question, don't we? What was Jesus? Jesus, through this man, is witnessing to that priest. That priest hates the Lord. His show yourself to that priest. Watch this. And offer the gift. Moses commanded for a testimony to them. I think to the priest. Yourself to the priest. Offer the gift that goes for the cleansing of blood. Here it is. They were to bring two birds. Two birds. One bird will be killed over running water. His blood will drip down into that pit. The bird is dead. The second bird, they take that bird and dip it in the water and the blood of the dying bird falls on it. The bird now that's still alive, it's got blood drippings all over it, go outside and do this. And guess what that bird's going to do? On the flower. Preacher, that don't make no sense to me. A dead bird to live back. Death. Burial. See if you get it. And resurrection. It is a picture of how Jesus is going to save us from our low down, rotten, good for nothing sins. Go offer him that gift. Tell him it's Jesus that made and resurrection. I want him to know it. Then the fella can go home. Don't you imagine it's a good time at the supper table that night? Go hug his kids. Will you say amen? Jesus makes a difference. I need a better. Jesus can make a home real happy. I want to make one more observation. It's in Acts 6. After the day of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost just dropped and Luke puts progress reports about the growth of the church. And he says, uh, funny thing, a great number of the, I tell you what that, a good number of the priests got saved. Got saved. I'm wondering and I'd like to believe, we'll find out when I get to heaven. If among that crowd of priests that got saved was this old boy. It was on the world that he did it. He just spoke the word. Yeah, right. and, uh, and I'm supposed to give you these two birds and you know what to do. Death and resurrection. When you say amen, that ought to have been enough to get him saved. Right amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God if he's one. Okay. Jesus healed. Right. He saved my soul, but he's done a whole lot more as well. Amen. In the aftermath. And he wants my life. Go show yourself.
Show yourself to this world. Show them there's a difference. Show them sin is gone. Show them you can live a clean, pure life. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Hallelujah. What a Savior. We've been to history. We've been 2,000 years ago. Brother Bagel is not a leper in the house. And I don't know why you preach this sermon on a Sunday morning. Listen to me. But it's entirely possible today there could be a leper. Will I get an amen in the house spiritually? It could be somebody that's not yet been saved by the grace of God. And if that's you, you sure have chosen to come to a God. May be somebody here today as a Christian, a little bit dirty, a little bit dingy, a little bit of the scum of the world has gotten on you. Well, I know somebody who can cleanse you real good. I know somebody who can to the Lord Jesus. Can we bow our heads? May we close our eyes in a moment of prayer? If our music.